Hello, this is Mark from the Wayback Group, and this podcast we're going to be looking at humility, and there's a lot to cover, so we're going to dive straight in. Who's this podcast aimed at? Well, it's aimed at anyone who considers themselves spiritual, wherever you are right now in your own personal journey. There's something for everyone, and you'll benefit whether you've already looked at some of our previous podcasts and are familiar with things like the six virtues, or if this is the first thing that you're um, listening to. But I would recommend if at any point you think, hang on, maybe I need a bit more of a background, then there's links at the bottom to go and look at some of the other stuff. And there's lots of support materials, videos, articles, and even a free ebook, all of which are completely available for free from the website. Now, this is a spiritual podcast. However, you may hear phrases which at first may seem a bit religious, for example, references to God. But please understand that this is not about religion. This is about experience over belief. And so whatever your beliefs are, that's perfectly fine. What we're interested in is a much more profound and deeper understanding that's brought forth by actually having experience of these things. And so it's about you discovering a much more personal and profound truth based on your own experience rather than any particular belief. So what are we going to be looking at in this podcast? Well, Obviously, we're going to be exploring what humility is and we're going to be sharing insights from other people who have been on their spiritual journeys and are at different points in their spiritual journeys. We're going to learn how empowering it is to develop humility. And we're also going to look at seven practical things that you can start doing today that will actually help you to develop your own level of humility. Importantly, I'm going to talk about a particular trap that a lot of people get stuck in and how to avoid it and I'm going to share with you a simple but very powerful exercise that you can use anytime you feel that you would benefit from engaging in a more humble state and finally I'm going to teach you how to spot and break free from negative conditioning and indoctrination something that all of us probably have encountered at some point in our lives so when I talk about humility What exactly am I referring to? This is one of the six virtues which I referred to earlier. And humility is the one that comes first. So there's humility, gratitude, respect, non-judgment, compassion and unconditional love. And humility is often confused with self-deprecation or putting yourself down. And we'll talk a lot more about that later on. But it's not that. And when we talk about these virtues and, and humility, they can all be related to yourself, to others and to God. Now when I say God, remember this isn't a religious idea or ideology. What I'm talking about is that which is before time, that which is greater. Some people might refer to it as the source, the greatest state if you like, beyond all limits. Whatever it means to you right now, that's what we're referring to. It's the destination of spiritual pursuit. But particularly with the case of humility, humility is easiest when understood in relation to God, that highest principle that highest oneness but just keep in mind throughout that although we may use that particular dynamic it refers to yourself and others equally now this whole podcast came about because of a conversation that arose in one of our regular meetups and there was quite a few of us there and the topic came up about humility and so I I said to people okay so how would you describe it And what was interesting was that because people are at different stages in their journey and they're 
therefore what they can relate to. There was quite a range of expressions of what humility is and there's no right or wrong. And so what I'm going to share with you is the different things that people came up with. And the, the key thing here is not to sit in a state of judgment and go, oh, that's right, that's wrong, but rather see which ones resonate with you. And really all this is about is helping you to reveal to yourself what your current understanding and expression of humility is. And maybe together by sharing these things, we can all learn. So I've got my notes down here. I'm actually going to read word for word what each of the people said when I asked them about humility. First person said, not taking people or things for granted, but that some people are just not very nice at all. People who lack humility are quick to judge others and do not accept people as they are. The second person said, the lines between the different virtues are blurred, so it is hard to distinguish between them. So it's hard to define humility. The third person. A person not having ego or a sense of entitlement and having all the virtues present is demonstrating humility. The fourth person. Humility comes naturally once they accept having God in their lives. Humility is a seed that is hard to grow without God in your life. And remember, she's not referring to religion as such much more something that is fundamental and profound and experienced in a real way in everyday life. The fifth person said, I disagree. There are people who are very humble but do not have God in their lives. The fourth person said, Yes, that's true. But with God in your life, then your humility is deeper and more profound. Then that humility spreads outwards into the person. The fifth person then said, Knowing that it is not all you, that there is something greater, and that you are not in charge, letting God, who knows best, guide everything. So, rather than trying to be in control, you are able to follow. The sixth person then said, Once you know there is God, there is a degree of respect, with the realisation that you are not equals. And again, none of these people are referring to God in a religious context. They're talking about God very much in terms of, from a spiritual perspective. And again, in the, in the description below, there's links to really explore this in much more detail. The seventh person said, I feel most humble when I feel awe of God. And then the first person said, it's knowing that you are not special. Now that last one actually brought something up and we'll come back to that. It's very, very important and we'll come back to that towards the end. I think everyone recognises that humility is of, of value. So the question is, how can we be more humble? What I'm going to share with you, we have to appreciate everyone's at a different place. Everyone's got different experiences to draw upon and everyone's level of spirituality is not always going to be the same and also their background, their, um, their culture, where they've come from may vary. So this isn't about one thing working for everyone. It's more sharing lots of different approaches, talking about it openly and honestly in the hope that this will help you find your own way. So as I share these things, just bear in mind, I'm not expecting everything to work or resonate with you, but rather by bringing it into your conscious awareness, then you can explore it and find your own realizations about humility in your life. So when we first talk about humility, it's easy to kind of get your head around why we should be humble. And I'll give you some examples. Using the biggest picture possible as the canvas upon which to understand humility, then we would say, for example, God is the cause of everything. 
Nothing that we do that is good is possible without God. Another way of saying all that is good comes from God. Were it not for God, we would not exist. The spirit within us is a gift from God, which guides us towards a higher calling. Now these are just some examples. Maybe some of them resonate, maybe none of them do. I'm actually curious what your example of a, a good reason to be humble. And remember, we're referencing humility towards God, but this also could be towards other people. So for example, were it not for my parents, I would not be here. But I want you to just take a moment and maybe reflect on your own reasons. Pause if you want. All of these things are about why we should be humble. But knowing why doesn't necessarily make us humble. And this is the trap that people get stuck in. So to help yourself, or maybe to help others who are stuck, I want you to consider the following question. Are you or they on the understanding side of humility, or the being side, as in being humble? You see, it's like a coin, it's got two sides. One side is all about understanding why we should be humble, understanding what humility is. But the other side is actually being humble. And when people start to consider things like the six virtues, quite often they get as far as the understanding side, but they don't know how to flip the coin and take that understanding into being. And that's what we're going to discuss and explore in this podcast. But the key thing here is, if you want to become unstuck, it helps to know you're stuck. So I put the question to you, are you on the understanding side of the coin predominantly? Or are you on the being side of the coin? Are you understanding humility or trying to? Or are you being humble? So that is the big question. On the topic of being humble, how can we move from understanding to being? Now, one of the ways this often happens is awe. And if you think about awe, it's when we are, it's almost like we're shocked out of the intellectual part of ourselves, out of our heads, momentarily into a space or a stillness that allows us to experience being humbled, whether it's by a beautiful vista or the kindness of others or a situation that unfolds. And so we drop out of ourselves momentarily and we're humbled. And having experienced being humbled, we start to understand in an experiential way, humility. But that's something that we can't fake and we can't premeditate. We, it, it's a reaction a response to a stimulus. And so it's almost like a state, we drop into it, but we didn't plan it. So whenever we're in awe, it's not because we went out in the morning and said, I'm going to purposefully go out and be in awe of something. It just happens. So that's reactive. And if, you, if you've ever been blessed with being in awe, then that's a wonderful gift, but not everyone has experienced that yet. So apart from the reactive side, are, is there a proactive way of developing humility and the good news is yes what I'm going to share with you are a number of proactive approaches to becoming more humble so the first one is aligning and remember we're referencing this in terms of humility towards God so aligning with God let me give you an example and this would be something you do not necessarily out loud you could do it in, in stillness not necessarily meditation or anything like that just sitting still and having these words or find your own words but I invite you right now just to listen to these words let them resonate within you and notice what you notice so it's as if you are speaking to yourself hello all that I am 
I wish for every part of me to let go of the desire to be in control and instead to desire to go with the flow that God intends for me, to let God's will be done through me. It is about whatever you consider God to be personally at this time and about bringing yourself into alignment with that which is greater. Interestingly, did you notice any resistance? If you did, that's actually a wonderful gift because where there is resistance, it tells you where you need to work on letting go. The next approach is surrendering to God. And as before, imagine that you are saying this to yourself. So as you hear my voice, let these words resonate within you as if they are your own. And obviously in the future, you can choose your own words. Dear God, I acknowledge that you are behind all that is good, that I do not know everything, and even when I try and be in control, you are in control. I wish to let go and let God. Now this is different from the one before, and this is about expressing your conscious desire to surrender to God. And by making it conscious rather than unconscious, again, you're letting your intention be known. An intention, especially of self, is an extremely powerful and empowering thing. And so the third approach is direct intention. Again, imagine these words or hear these words as your own within you. I intend that I will not judge or try to understand. Instead, I will trust God and try to remain neutral, that I may be more receptive to God's guidance. And as before, obviously, I encourage you to find your own words and make this your own. Now, the fourth approach is a bit different. I call this one role model. So think of someone you know who you see as very humble. Now, it doesn't have to be someone who's alive at this time could be someone from your past or someone that you know of. For me personally, there is no greater role model than Jesus. And again, I'm not referring to some version in a book. I'm talking about what Jesus means to me, what I know deep down on a profound level Jesus to be. Now, you may see humility in many different people. So when you come back to this in the future, it may be someone else. And whenever you spot humility in others, that is actually really positive because when you can spot a quality in someone else that you aspire to, then it helps you recognise that quality and therefore you can then begin to nurture it in yourself. It's almost like they act like a mirror for what is within you because you cannot recognise something that you do not know yourself. So finding a role model of humility can be a great way of recognizing what it is that you wish to nurture in yourself. I'd like to invite you at this point to do a little exercise. If you're driving a car, then perhaps fast forward this bit or pause it and come back to this because this is something I want you to really give your full attention to. Feel free to close your eyes. In fact, it would be a good idea. So anytime that you think or feel that it would be helpful in your life or a particular situation to have more humility then you can simply slow down. Whatever you're doing, don't react, just slow down. Let your environment happen around you. Close your eyes if it's possible at that time. Maybe take a deep breath, but we're not talking about meditation or some kind of deep trance. 
we're simply talking about slowing down. And with your eyes closed, imagine you're watching yourself as if you're on a TV or on a video, and therefore you're detached. You can see yourself on this screen. Now, watch them play out how things would normally be, how they'd normally react. See how you'd respond. And do it without judgment, just accepting that's where they're at. But watch them respond in their normal way to the situation that they're in. So now bring your role model into the situation and watch how they would respond. Again, do this without judgment, just accepting. Notice what's different. Notice how they are, how they feel, what they sound like how their response is different from your response. Now, it's not about comparing yourself to them in a judgmental way. It's simply about observing the contrast between two choices so that we can learn. And that's why we're in this life. It's a gift that's been given so that we can learn. And contrast is one of the most powerful aids to learning. When there is contrast, there is clear choice. So you've seen yourself react, and you've seen your role model react in a different way. And the contrast allows you to see which direction, which way is a better way. Now, if you want to really take this exercise to the next level, then take a deeper breath, just relax a little bit more. Rewind the video right to the start, to when the point when you're just about to respond to the environment, to whatever it is that's demanding your attention. And then pause it so you can see yourself in that video ready to respond. Now while it's paused, I want you to bring your role model into the picture. Put them right next to you and then merge them across so that they overlay you, overlap you. And then when they're overlaying you, allow them and their qualities and the way they move and the way they sound to merge into you so that as they disappear, their qualities, their way of being becomes part of who you are in that video. And as you absorb their qualities, slow down even more and notice the subtle changes in you as you absorb their humility and grow in humility. Now, still watching yourself on that video, when you're ready, press play and watch how this version of you that has absorbed all that humility and that, those positive qualities from your role model, watch how this version of you reacts and notice what's different. And notice how you feel as you observe it. Seeing yourself responding in a more humble, spiritual way. And when you're ready, open your eyes if you haven't already done so. What was that like? I'd love to know your feedback. I'd love to know what you experienced. And that's just the, that's the point. You see, humility, the flip side of the coin, being humble, it's not an intellectual thing. It's an experience thing. And you've just had some kind of experience from that exercise. That can't be taken away from you and it can only be built upon. And you know, you can use this exercise 
any time you feel you would benefit from being more humble and you can change it appropriately. So anytime in the future, this is now a resource that you have. And this brings me on to the next point. So let's talk about the trap and how we can free ourselves from the trap. The trap is being stuck on the wrong side of the coin, stuck in the understanding and intellectual side, but not knowing how to translate that into the being side. Now, we've already looked at four different approaches, and these are all going to help you to get unstuck. But I wanted to share uh, just a nice little insight, really, but it's quite profound. You see, when I spoke to the group and I asked them, okay, so, what, you know, explain humility, there was quite a varied response. And some people you could see were actually struggling at first to kind of put it into words. What I noticed is, and some of the people who were really, really humble couldn't explain humility very well at all. Some of the people that could explain it quite eloquently were still struggling to be humble. So this is the really, really important thing. Understanding humility is not correlated with being humble. Because humility is more of a state. You can't premeditatively drop into humility, but what you can do through these exercises and these approaches that I'm sharing is build up your, your potential for humility so that you're more likely to be humble, okay? And as I said earlier, to avoid the trap, it helps to have clarity about what the trap is. So on one side, we've got understanding. And this is all about the brain, about intellect, contemplation and doing, as in striving, trying, attempting. On the other side, we have being, as in being humble. And this is all about the heart, love, and it's much more of a state. So one of the most simplest and profound things you can do is to recognize when you're doing all the understanding brain stuff and just say to yourself I move to my heart it's powerful it's simple and often the most profound things are so let's look at three more because I said there were seven ways so let's look at three more approaches to developing humility a powerful way of learning about something and 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 therefore having the opportunity to be more of it is to recognise its opposite. Because duality is all about opposites. So there is humility, or being humble, and then there is the opposite. So if you can spot when you're not being humble, then you can interrupt those patterns, those behaviours, those habits, and do the opposite, which is to be more humble. Good example of this, because let's put it into practical terms and from a spiritual perspective. And obviously using the the dynamic of between you and God as the biggest way of understanding what humility is, then if you think about, for example, when you pray for guidance or help in your life, maybe you don't pray, but maybe you just appeal to that higher goodness, that oneness, whatever you intuitively know it to be. When you, when you have made that petition, that prayer, that desire known for help, for change, whatever it is, and then life gives you something else. Life gives you something you didn't want or didn't expect. Okay, This is a moment where you can notice your response. And you may have to do it retrospectively. I'm going to give you some examples of how we all at times have probably done this. How it's possible to respond in a non-humble way. Okay, So you might hear yourself 
saying or thinking things like, why would God allow this? Or maybe God doesn't understand my situation. Or why am I being punished? What have I done wrong? Now, none of these are humble. There's an underlying assumption about God maybe not caring or not understanding. The humble response would be something along the lines of, wow, what a privilege to be in this situation from which I can learn and grow. I don't understand, but I trust. Whenever you're responding to the big things in life, the challenges, the unfolding of the life's plan, whether it seems like there is a plan or not, reflect on whether you are coming from a place of wow or a place of why. Wow moves towards awe. Why moves towards criticism. Wow is a reflection of humility. Why is a reflection of the opposite, which is ego. The sixth approach is to know thy limit because only God is limitless. The subject of judging or being critical of God can be very subtle and many people might not recognize it when they do it. Any judgment or criticism of God means that you think you know better. And so a good approach to counter this is to think to yourself along these lines. Even if I was the brightest soul and the most pure and godly amongst all of humanity, there is nothing I could do that God could not do better. I cannot bring anything to the table that God does not already have. Since anything good in me is but a mere reflection of God. Furthermore, anything that I might discover, create or express already had its potential within God. So I should be grateful to God for the good that I am and the good that I do and recognise the truth. God is beyond what I could ever be and I can never be God and my own goodness is from God. It's pretty profound stuff. Now when I talk about judging or being critical of God, I don't think we do it intentionally. I don't think we're even aware often of when we're doing it. But I bring it up because it, it often happens when we're in a stressful situation, when we're challenged. And it's a sign that we're coming from the little self rather than the bigger self. And when we come from humility, we engage with the bigger self. But we'll speak more about that in a little bit. So you've noticed as we've gone on, these approaches are becoming much more kind of profound and kind of transitory across larger periods of our lives. In other words, they're not just a little exercise now. We're talking about attitudes, how we can embody things in a much more holistic way. So the, the seventh one I wish to share with you is deference. Maybe you've heard that word. I know quite a few people haven't heard that word before. But we can understand humility through deference. Deference is the act of showing respect or esteem towards our superior or elders because of their experience, knowledge or power. God's power, knowledge, experience and indeed God's eternity are awesome. In fact, everything about God is awesome. As too are his patience, love of humanity, kindness, forgiveness and so much more. So there's a lot to respect. 
and esteem to show towards God. We learn deference at a very young age towards our parents, towards our grandparents, towards our teachers, because as a child we recognise that these bigger people know something we don't, have wisdom we don't have, have strength that we don't have, can protect us, for example. So it's natural. But by the time we become teenagers and adults, sometimes we, we lose it. And this is because we become egoistical and fall into the delusion that we are superior to others. And feeling superior, which comes from ego, is the opposite. It's moving away from humility. Humility comes from knowing that there is that which you should have deference towards because it is greater than you. And there is no greater thing than God. And so in the case of God, it always will be greater than you. Now signs you have deference are that you naturally address others and God respectfully and give precedence to their wishes. This is the idea of God's will be done rather than my will be done. So humility and deference go hand in hand. But we also need to have the wisdom to determine in life the truth of who genuinely we should have deference towards, whilst all the time remaining humble to everyone. So by practicing respect and giving precedence towards others where it is wise to do so, we can nurture our own humility. So I've kind of hinted at this, but developing humility is actually empowering. But why? Well, humility moves us away from our ego. And when we're in our ego, we think we're in control. We place ourselves at the forefront of everything. And this also makes ourself the target, the target of our own expectations, the target of others because we impose ourselves on them and the authority in our lives, which means that if there is perceived failure or tragedy or an outcome we didn't want, we ourselves hold ourselves to account. And so we're setting ourselves up for failure and pain and upset when we're not humble because we put our little self in control of everything. And we believe it. So humility frees us from that burden. When we are humble, we recognise that there are things we don't understand, that we're not in control of, and that are far bigger than us. And therefore, we, it makes it easier to just to go with the flow. And when things aren't going well, just trust that there is something bigger, something benevolent out there. And therefore, humility takes the pressure off ourselves in life. It doesn't mean that we're not responsible for things. We're still responsible for our choices and our reaction to things, but we're not now responsible for being in control of the plan of our lives. And because humility opens us up to a dialogue with, for example, our higher self, then it makes us more able to become spiritual. Humility removes the barrier of ego. And with ego out the way, which is the voice that thinks it knows everything, then you can start to listen to the greater voice within that actually does know more. Through humility we become more receptive to inner guidance and ultimately guidance from God. We have the potential to be better guided rather than trying to guide ourselves like the blind leading the blind. And when we have humility we know our place. And this isn't derogatory, this is simply saying that there is natural order and harmony. God is at the top. God is in control. We accept that. There's no friction. There is harmony. And because there is harmony and everything is in the right place, then things will flow. So humility creates a natural flow and harmony 
within ourselves and between us, our environment and the bigger, bigger picture. The final thing is that the more humble we become, the less serious we have to take ourselves and life. It doesn't mean that life is just one big joke, but it means that the seriousness, the heaviness is lifted and there is a lightness to people who are humble, okay? So <laughs> to me, these all sound like really good, positive and empowering reasons to embrace humility and to aspire to do so. Now, earlier, one of the people commented that in relation to humility, it means recognizing, I believe they said, you are not special. And on the surface, you could say, yeah, that, that probably is something to do with humility. Certainly someone that thinks they are special is probably not that humble. But do you believe that this is true? Do you believe that you are not special? You're a human. Think of what that means. The light of God is within your spirit. You have free will. You experience love, giving it, receiving it. You can know joy and so much more. Surely that is special, that God would give us these gifts because the source of love, the source of light, the source of joy, it all comes from somewhere. So when it comes to quotes like, you are not special, I want you to realize something. You have a choice. If wherever you are right now, you just relate to your understanding of God, the divine, that which is oneness, unity, the, the great stillness, however you want to refer to it, whatever you're comfortable with, I just say God. Not in a spatial way, but just understand where God is in relation to you. How much higher, how much purer. The comment, you are not special, means pushing yourself down, demoting yourself. There is another way, a way that isn't running yourself down. Because remember I said a lot of people mistake humility for self-deprecation. It's not about pushing yourself down, it's not about demoting yourself, it's not about berating yourself or groveling in the dirt or anything like that. That's not humility, that's negativity. You can demote yourself, which is negative, or understanding humility, you can promote God up. The truth is God is limitless. God is untouchable. God is beyond measure. But whatever your perception of God, if you make your perception greater, higher, purer, you're demonstrating humility. Because by promoting God up, you are increasing the gap between you and God. But you haven't had to demote yourself. You haven't had to push yourself down, which is negative. You're simply recognizing the truth of God's greatness. And so your choice, and this is how we can break the negative indoctrination that we've all through life picked up, is it's this, to be more spiritual, but to be more humble, is not about putting ourselves down in any way. We are actually special. We have been given these gifts. To be human is a wonderful gift. But the truth is it's about promoting and, and raising God up rather than pushing ourselves down.
I'm going to read out some statements, some phrases that you may have heard, you may have thought, you may have had them directed at you, or you may have even thought them or said them yourself. I want to bring this to our conscious awareness because this is a really important thing that we need to understand in order to free us from the deliberate negativity that has been ingrained into us. Okay? So phrases like, and notice how you react as well. You are born of sin. You're unworthy of God's love. I'm just a human. It's not my fault, it's the weakness of the human condition, and so on. Maybe you've heard these, maybe you've said them. These are all deceptions. You are not born of sin. That is a guilt trip that someone has placed upon us to try and make us feel negative. You're not unworthy of God's love. God loves all of humanity, all the time, unconditionally. You're not just a human, you are a human. It is an amazing gift. It's not the weakness of the human condition. It's the weakness of ego or habit. The human condition is that it can overcome that weakness. I want you to hear these words. Really hear them. Let them resonate within you. We, humanity are loved by God, unconditionally, and we're given the gift of a spirit and soul that we can learn from life how to become closer to God. The six virtues are core qualities of character which reflect the development of our soul, and humility is the first amongst them. The idea that being human is a derogatory phrase has been spread over millennia by those who wish to drive a wedge between you and your divine connection to God. When you think negatively of yourself, it creates negativity within, which makes it harder for you to hear your soul and spirit's guidance. It makes you shut down to God's love because you don't feel worthy. But God's love is still there. Of course, we have free will, and so we may at times make mistakes and need to seek forgiveness which is why Jesus taught about God's love for you and that you can be forgiven. But throughout your entire life, there will never be a moment where God does not love each and every human. That is what unconditional love is. God is always right there guiding you and willing you on to be the best version of yourself. And you are already worthy. You were born worthy. In fact, you were given this life to learn how to be even closer to God. God bless you. Stay humble.